Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. And you'll notice we are back in our home studio. We are both in the state of Pennsylvania today, and it is nice. We're in a beautifully decorated uh, living room, the Johnson set, Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. we've aptly named it. Yes. Yeah. um, So we're back, and uh, we've got a cool episode lined up for you today. This is our uh, last week um in 2020 20 what is this 22 2022 <laughs> at the year yeah. 2022 this is our last week uh that we after, are going to be after recording. 2020 we stopped counting yeah we just kind of forgot and yeah. gave up yeah. for a, a while there um but uh yeah so we've got three episodes going out this week we've got uh obviously today we're talking about current events from a biblical perspective we've got a lot to dive into and actually they all revolve around the twitter files so if you haven't heard but the Twitter files, you are obviously just listening to CNN, so that's a problem. Um, and uh, Wednesday, we're going to be talking about, uh, I think it's chapters three and four in yes. uh, Gary DeMar's yep. book, Restoring the Foundation of Civilization. Um, that's funny. I used to say restoring the foundations, and then I realized, oh, it's literally, he's, the he's saying the foundation, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I'm like, oh, that that is wonderful. And then uh, Friday, we are talking about the... <laughs> topic we wanted to do last friday but with scheduling and traveling and me coming down with a cold and all this ridiculousness we never got around to it so this week we are going to be discussing um the blessing of a beautiful inheritance and all that that entails so uh so we got a big week full packed week lined up this week and then we are off for two weeks so the week after so next week and then the week after that we don't have episodes so we're sorry about that. Uh, send us emails. Because of Christmas and New Year's. Yes, so. Christmas, New Year's, all the holidays going on. Um, it was just a little crazy. So, you know, if you are distraught and, you know, just just going mad because you don't have episodes from us, well, send us emails telling us that. Uh, send your emails to trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear. But uh, you're, you're just complete sadness for not having TRD Show episodes. Another interesting thing is that when they see me on the final Friday episode of this week, yeah. I shall be 18. Oh, then when they see me on our current right. events episode, I will be 19. Yeah. Because my birthday next. is in that, yeah. in those so spans Yeah, so send us emails weeks. wishing Jacob a happy 19th birthday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that will be cool, and we are looking forward to that. So in the meantime, though, check out our show website, which is trdshow.net. And we've got a list of uh, links to all the many places we're on. Follow us on Gab, Facebook, Getter, uh, and Instagram. I mixed in a bunch of communist platforms with some non-communist platforms. But uh, I think by this point, you know which are which. Follow us on Gab TV and Rumble if you want censorship-free content. And follow us on YouTube if you love communism and you love censorship. Because boy, howdy, they got that over there for sure. Um, the funny thing is, uh, that's what our entire episode is going to be back out today oh yeah it's true censorship yeah talking about the twitter files because there is so much there to talk about also sign up for our newsletter which is trdshow.net slash newsletter our mom does a great job putting that together sends out a ton of content ton of quotes if you are not signed up for the newsletter yet uh you're you're missing out on a ton of stuff so you should definitely go do that um so before we get into our current events today 
then we start breaking down the Twitter files, the ominous Twitter, Twitter files and all that uh, that entails, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And this week, our verse is Romans chapter 1, verse 5. And it says, Christ, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. And again, that's Romans chapter 1, verse 5. So clearly here we see a very ambiguous, um, just a few people in the world are going to be made disciples of Christ. Um, and we're only supposed to bring about the uh, the obedience of faith for his name in a few nations, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's not what all few people means. Yeah, all yeah. means just a few. Just a few. right. Yeah, yes. we've we've yeah. apparently changed the definition of the word all in the modern modern evangelical church. So the left can do it. Why not we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, no, that's not at all what this verse is saying. This verse is saying that we through Christ now have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of His name among all the nations. And that's exactly what Christ backs up in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 when he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Go make disciples of all nations. So we see this this encompassing idea of not a limited small uh, gospel, not a limited and small authority of Christ, not a small kingship of Christ. You know, all throughout this Christmas season, we sing about the kingship, the lordship of Christ over all. Um, the scripture backs that up very clearly and plainly, and it's it's very comprehensive, and it's it's all encompassing. So when we read books like Raymond Simmons' The Confessional County um, or uh, Ralph Matson's book How to Find a Job You Can Love, all of these books have that theme of comprehensive Christianity. We are working to restore every area of life for Christ, and we're working to apply all of Christ to all of life. So verses like this, I mean, we've been highlighting verses like this for a year and a half on this show, and we aren't even close to highlighting every single verse in the Bible that talks about the kingship of Christ over all areas of life. So I I think this verse is is wonderful at doing that. And and why we segue, and why we're why we talk about these things is because it's not just a, a heavenly kingdom. This is a earthly kingdom that Christ has. This is a political kingdom. Yeah. In a sense. So and this <laughs> is why we talk about current events is because this is part of God's kingdom. Yes. And what's it, going it, on today matters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we don't we don't just hit people over the head with this message as a way of just hitting people over the head with this message. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is for a reason. And we're combating um, the complacency of the modern evangelifish church that does not preach all of Christ for all of life. And how right. do you preach all of Christ for all of life? You preach and you teach people how to apply the Bible to their jobs. Everything that is done in your life, your job, everything should be done in a biblical manner and churches need to preach on that biblical way of doing all of those things so today as we as we discuss current events and as we talk about the twitter files that's what we're attempting to do we're attempting to um reassert a biblical worldview and we do that not just by tearing down the left but also by replacing it with what the bible says instead so today 
we're talking about the Twitter files, and hopefully you have an inclination of what that is. But I'm going to pass it over to Jake just to kind of kick off our discussion on what what is the Twitter files? What is this whole thing that's going on? What's happening? Well, I think, first of all, just to point out, because I don't necessarily in this article, this article doesn't explain what the Twitter files are. I guess it's assuming that you know. But just to everybody who don't know what the Twitter files are, uh, they're like leaked files or emails from Twitter that Musk, so so when Elon Musk took over Twitter, he found all of these classified files and uh, emails that now he brought out to the public uh, because Twitter was trying to hide them. But um, so my first article is starting out from the Epoch Times, and the headline is Twitter suppressed early COVID-19 treatment information and vaccine safety concerns. Um, And this one is specifically talking about, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the cool thing with like a lot of this is that we kind of already knew this, but now it's like very Set in stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, this it's is factual. very visible, and you yeah. can't deny this anymore. Right. They can't right. just call us conspiracy theorists right. anymore because it's literally there in black and white. No, yeah. they still will. Exactly. Don't get me wrong; they're right. still going to call us conspiracy theorists. Uh-huh. But now it's just like this is pure, um, you know, vindication. And I picked, I picked the three, the. I was about to say three files, but three uh, <laughs> articles that I did because of the people who are in them, and each article is talking about a specific person. This one is talking about uh, Peter McCullough, who, Ooh. if you don't know who you, who he is, you're missing out. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, what is he like? Immune. He does heart um, cardio. Um, okay, cardiologist. Cardi- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the top most renowned cardiologists in yeah. the world mm-hmm. still is but because of He's them been, yeah, tearing attacked. down his reputation right. and the whole point of this uh so on these new released files uh they're it's showing us the the scary backroom deals that have been going on between twitter and government agencies oh that's okay. not ominous at all it's not Isn't just that like the definition of fascism yeah yeah but, Collusion between like public and private uh-huh. entities. Yeah, but um, like it, this is not just Twitter between you know other maybe other private organizations or between Twitter, Google, and and uh, Facebook. But no, this is this is Twitter between government agencies. But um, but Peter McCullough in this article, I guess he had talked to the Epoch Times or was writing about the the Twitter files that came out. Uh, but P- Peter McCullough in the article said, I didn't violate any of Twitter's rules. And what we're learning is that secret emails between government agencies and Twitter were working to, in a sense, shadow ban me, censor me, and inhibit my ability to exercise my rights of free speech and um, dis- disseminate scientific information. Yeah. Because uh, he wasn't just like sharing harebrained theories. No, like, he was sharing data and facts. Uh, it just happened to be data and facts that uh, they didn't like. They didn't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It didn't fit their narrative, right? And I think he says that later on in the article. Just be- it didn't fit their narrative, so yeah, they didn't put it on. Yep. Um, 
but I mean, this is not the only doctor to have this happen to. There was, I'm just going to state one more article, but this other article of this doctor in the headline says, states, um, doctor censored on Twitter after COVID lockdown warnings say unspecified agents behind blacklisting. So this doctor was talking, talking against the lockdowns, saying that they're not a good idea, that they would cause problems. But now this Stanford professor, he's a Stanford professor. He's one of the experts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was put on a blacklist. We right. Well, I mean, they have information that we should yeah. should kind of take into right. account. But when when you when you say experts, you're putting experts in positions of power that aren't really experts. It's almost like false authority. Yeah. yeah. False experts. Well, it's, a, it's the whole, you know, trust the experts. Well, which ones? Because right. we, we have right. ones that we are trusting and you have ones that you're trusting. Right, exactly. Which ones? <laughs> um, but the Stanford professor was put on a blacklist. And the interesting thing is that they can say, oh, we're not we're not banning this person. But they're put on a blacklist, but which uh, makes it so people outside of his followers cannot see any of his posts. Wow. So, say he has five followers. Not a lot of people follow him. <laughs> but he puts out all these posts that people see, typically, because he's a Stanford professor. But now, they won't be able to see those. They wouldn't be able to see those because of this blacklisting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's it's not just doctors that were affected. Um, most of you know that you know, President Donald Trump was also banned um, from Twitter. And until recently, we could surmise and we could take guesses as to why. But um, there were some statements that were made that would suggest that, oh, we banned him for violent speak or for, um, you know, trying to rally people and uh, rile them up into an insurrection and all this garbage, right? Because it happened just after January 6th, 2021. Uh, but now we actually have uh, conversations from Twitter employees uh, back and forth talking about uh, the events leading up to Trump being banned from Twitter. And then when he was eventually banned, why they ended up actually doing that. And interestingly, a, a top official at Twitter during 2021 said that she actually couldn't find any clear or coded incitement uh, in the tweet that eventually got Trump banned. So there was, I think Trump got some warnings, got some flags, and then there was finally one tweet that did get him banned. And his last, this tweet that got him banned permanently from Twitter, now he's back now because of Musk being there. But the tweet that would have gotten him banned like permanently from Twitter was this to all those who have asked i will not be going to the inauguration on january 20th <laughs> that's the tweet that got him got banned, banned on twitter <laughs> like really um and apparently there were several meetings involving high-ranking twitter officials including the then ceo jack dorsey where they were not actually able to find evidence of trump inciting violence they couldn't find tweets from Trump that they're claiming incite violence. 
I can't um, believe they didn't just make. Some yeah, up. I would have thought they'd just make some stuff up, but I, actually, we can see their conversations, and they were actually being honest. Yeah. Now the the press guess, releases yeah. what they told the press. Well, that's where I think that's where most of the lies came from. Yeah. Um. But inside Twitter, we can look at their conversations now because Musk is releasing them. And they're actually uh, honest, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. I must have to state um, <laughs> in preparation for my next article, Musk is doing quite a good job. Yeah. With Twitter. Yeah, he is. He's he's really uncovering. You know, I think he's doing a lot of what Trump did when Trump first got in office, you know, firing a ton of people. Yeah. Um, uncovering things that we didn't know were there um there's a lot of good stuff yeah, yeah just kind of you know bowl in the in a china uh cabinet just kind of barging around and smashing stuff um now both of them both trump and musk don't have principles neither of them are biblically based and i don't want either of them as president right right, right. <laughs> like musk we're gonna run for president i don't want him as president I also don't want DeSantis as president, which a lot of people do, but we did a whole episode. Controversial. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, right. It's going to push as many buttons here as as I can. Uh, But we did a whole episode talking about that. We don't want bowls in China closets. Like, we don't... Cabinets. We don't want people who just go in there, guns blazing, and just do whatever they want. Um, Or even people who are just on a personal vendetta and are taking down our enemies but it's like you're not doing it for the right reasons. Right. Right. You're not doing it for Because God the will not bless God. that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think as we saw in 2020 um those people when push comes to shove are cowards. Right. I mean Trump was right. an absolute coward in 2020. He rolled over and did whatever Fauci told him to do, whatever anybody else in his cabinet told him to do. And they were all the wrong things. Right. Shut right. down innocent Americans, forced them into nursing homes force people to wear masks he himself is the reason for operation warp speed which gave us how many deaths because of the jab yeah i mean that people without principles you never know what they're gonna do and when push comes to shove and the going gets tough they roll over because they don't have principles as a backbone to stand them up to make them do the right thing so but the the issue here is that the people that banned Trump's account did it so that um, the the reason they gave was due to the risk, the risk of further incitement of violence. So further. possibly he might say something violent in the future, maybe. So we should ban him permanently. Because but they're that. also saying that he did it before. Right. Further incitement. Which they're not able to find right. anything that. It's 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 kind of hilarious, um, but also I think them banning him from Twitter was kind of the best thing they could have done for Trump because <laughs> you would say the stupidest things on Twitter and everyone's yeah. just like, yeah. please stop talking. So him like being banned from Twitter kind of was in his favor, you know, right, in a way, right. which is interesting. Um, so basically. Uh, if at first you find no evidence, simply claim it doesn't exist yet. Right. right. <laughs> that's their that's their rule of thumb. Um, at first, if you don't find any evidence, make it up. Yeah, make it up. And then if you can't do that successfully, just claim, oh, it'll exist in the future. Yeah. So we're just going to ban him now. Or, or even so, claim it exists when it really doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've got tactics. Mostly they involve lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because that's what they have to do. 
So, um, I guess I'll take one more story. How many? I'll just take one. I just did one. That was just one headline. Yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot there to unpack. Um, but what's, uh, what's interesting is that CNN, um, actually no, ABC, CBS, and other corporate media, uh, companies, uh, there's a complete blackout of coverage on the Twitter file story, Mm. which, I mean, if they're not saying anything, typically it's like, ooh, we struck gold. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because they they don't know how to um, twist it the right way. Yeah. In their favor. Exactly. If they can't twist it, it's so good that they can't lie about it. Just Mm -hmm. kind of doesn't happen very often. But apparently ABS... Then they just pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. ABS News, CBS News, and uh, NBC News... Yeah, the alphabet soup have apparently only mentioned the words Twitter files one time since December 2nd when Musk first began releasing them. One time. These major news sources have only mentioned this once. And it was kind of an offhanded sort of mention. Um, Also, according to the article, CNN and MSNBC have mentioned the words Twitter files just 13 times and 17 times respectively since December 2nd. And if you think about how long they're on air... Uh-huh. how much content they produce that's that's like nothing um which is kind of crazy the article brings up how strange this is since the twitter files are they they involve some of the media's favorite subjects like january 6th and twitter's banning of trump like you think the left would love that and they'd be all over that and they'd be like right yeah it's january 6th and it's banning trump and it's you know um but they're not to me this signifies that the twitter files contain some seriously potent stuff like Again, they don't want to even talk about it. Yeah, they don't want to bring it up. That people will be like, "Oh, let me look into that." Right, do their own research. Yeah, they don't even want to mention. The but word. I mean, at this point, none of their audience does that. <laughs> yeah, no. Like what they, they mention something, you're watching CNN. Just, you're not yeah. a thinker. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. Moving on. So this entire episode, for at least twenty minutes, we've been uh, speaking. Uh, musk's praises um i thought i would take some time to say musk isn't all that great he isn't our savior so uh but we like to burst people's bubbles yeah well (laughs) i i feel as if it's like a happy balance yes like okay we'll we'll show here are the pros of this person now here are some cons realism that's what it is yeah um but my this article comes from the blaze uh, and this article, the headline is "Pro Free Speech Christian Rapper Bryson Gray Permanently uh, Suspended from Twitter." Now, uh, this this rapper is he's not bad. He he's I I don't know of any of his stuff, but I know if, at least from the article it's speaking about him. Uh, he sounded quite good. Uh, when he when he was talking about his his band, he did the "Let's Go Brandon." Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. I think well, that was him. Yeah, but he was saying that you know it's in the the Twitter band is in God's hands. He'll whatever God has for him to do, then that's that's yeah. what is going on. Uh, read the article because it's very interesting. A lot of great stuff in there. But um, uh, the 
this Christian rapper was banned on Twitter because of his hateful speech, as decided by Elon Musk. <laughs> um, the Blaze... Musk banned him? Musk banned him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Blaze talked with the rapper, and this is what he had to say. Elon Musk censors speech more than the old Twitter. That's an objective tw- truth that people look over because he has, because he allowed a few people back on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, the rap, uh, yeah. Uh, now, you know, this entire episode we've been speaking about how great Musk has been doing. Yeah. But he's still a corrupt, sinful person. Yeah. Um, not perfect. Right. And we can't, we we keep following these trends of someone who does something, uh, does some good things. One or two good things. Right. We're all like, right. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's probably because of our Romans 1 culture mm. that we, whenever someone does at least even just a little bit of something yeah. decent, we're like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What is whoa. that? Yeah. Where did that come from? I mean, it's it's such a trend now. We have Trump thought us as our, our new political savior. Then, then Ron DeSantis. I think there's still Ron DeSantis yeah. people who really like him and think he's going to be the savior of everything. Yeah. Now, now Elon Musk. Uh, but here's something interesting. This is something Musk, Elon Musk said uh, in about uh, his new Twitter policy, and this is what he had to say: New Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative slash hate tweets will be max de-boosted and demonetized, so no ads or revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweets unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the internet, mm. Musk said in November 2022. So he's doing what had happened to this uh, Stanford professor in to where they can't see any of his posts uh, unless they specifically look for that post. So, again, it is it is a form of shadow banning. Yeah. Um, yep. Plitter. 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 Yeah, Plitter. Yeah. New platform. <laughs> yeah. Copyright that. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> is a platform that is uh, that is now better than it once was, but not as good as Gab or Getter, Boom. <clears throat> which you can find us on at gab.com slash TRD show. Um, yeah, yeah. Free, free, free. of, of uh, it's freedom of speech on there. So First Amendment. <laughs> so free of cost and a yeah. censorship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whereas Twitter is still highly censored. Yep. Even though I, I feel like I have to continually say this. Musk is doing well. It's not as well as we would want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just kind of to wrap up, um, the everyone kind of recognized, recognizes, I, I think, Jack Dorsey now because of, you know, him standing in front of Congress last year, um, lying his teeth off. You know, like it was pretty obvious that this was the face of a very corrupt organization. And he himself is a very corrupt Mm -hmm. and evil man, Mm -hmm. given how much he lies and what he actually did. But the crazy thing now is that uh, Jack Dorsey, 
Uh, there's a quote, uh, one of the articles uh, that's in the description is, I completely gave up. Jack Dorsey takes blame for government influence on Twitter. So 